The following episode is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Content is Your Business on the Mouth Media Network, empowered by 24-7 Talent. Today, we're talking to Otto Bell, who is the chief creative officer of CNN's Courageous Studio. So we're going to be talking about the role of branded content on a news platform, being on an Oscar shortlist, and we get a sneak peek at a brand new publication. So the interview with this creative rock star starts right now. My name is Otto Bell. I'm the chief creative officer of Courageous at CNN. And what I love about content is the chance to give people pilly erection, which is goosebumps. It's making people's hair stand on end. And I think uh, when you tell a great story, you know, whether it's for an advertiser or not, there's, a, there's always an opportunity, always a chance to make people feel something profound. From New York City, you're listening to Content Is Your Business, conversations with industry leaders and influencers covering the strategy and innovation of brand storytelling. Produced by Mouth Media Network, powered by Sennheiser, and brought to you by 24-7 Talent, the leading creative recruitment firm. Your hosts for this episode are Dahlia Strum, digital strategy and social commerce expert. Lisa Berger, senior vice president of 24-7 Talent. And Edward Hertzman, founder and CEO of Hertzman Media Group and Sourcing Journal. And now, here are your hosts. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Dahlia Strom, and here with me today is Edward Hertzman. How you doing? <laughs> and Lisa Berger. Good morning, Otto. Morning. So welcome. Thank you so much for being here with us. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks for <laughs> we want to start the show off with um, with kind of an understanding of where you've been and where you're going. So obviously you are the chief creative officer of CNN's Creative Studio, which mm. is amazing and something kind of new to this industry. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we started Courageous just over about two years ago. And it's Turner's first ever brand studio. And we make... Uh, all the branded content for CNN, HLN, and Great Big Story. Um, so principally kind of all of the, the news parts of, uh, of Turner. But we've, we've also been doing stuff for, for the family as well. You know, Warner Brothers, HBO, some of the other cable nerds inside Turner too. But anything kind of nonfiction in nature is, is kind of our beat. And uh, yeah, it's been... Two great years. We're, we're about 200 executions in at this point. Wow, 200 in two years. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah must it's be been busy. Party. It's been busy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's come a long way, that's wow. for sure. <laughs> so I love that, kind of coming at it from that angle in terms of putting a story to nonfiction. Yeah. Um, so what does that look like? It works for us because we have so many video networks for whom, you know, nonfiction is kind of the native tongue, right. right? So we pride ourselves on trying to produce work that is newsworthy, that has some kind of editorial merit. Um, and that fits very nicely alongside the general programming that you'd find on, on CNN or, or Great Big Story or HLN or, or any of them. So we kind of, you know, a, a little bit inspired by the journalistic pedigree of, of CNN 
and what they've been doing for 36, 37 years. And uh, we've tried to hire the same caliber of people that you'd find in the newsroom, but 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 uh, dedicated to brands on on the courageous side. Obviously, we don't we don't have any influence over the newsroom, but we do like to take the responsibility of of programming next to them quite seriously. So we, we we've worked hard and been quite choosy about the people that we brought in to to help build courageous. Are you at all concerned that? Obviously, a brand like CNN has so much authority in the marketplace. Uh, it's a source of news and information yeah. that this could jeopardize the reputation of the of the content. Uh, no, not so long as as I'm around. I'm, I'm, I, I take the responsibility very seriously, and um, you know, if I were to be entirely Machiavellian about it, I would say that we would never want to. Uh, erode the audience's trust in the brand. The moment that you do that, that audience will leave and they'll go and get their news somewhere else. And then the very reason that we exist will kind of evaporate. Are you seeing seeing the shift though from advertisers wanting to, instead of go the traditional route, use branded content as, as their new marketing vehicle? Yes. I think, I think that's, that's, I think it's definitely become a, a bona fide line item. On a, on a marketer's budget, I think it's become formalized and uh, the time of sort of experimentation and, and toe dipping is over. Um, but is it uh, the sole and principal driver of modern day marketing campaigns? No, not yet. Well, potentially for a handful of brands, but, you know, they're, they're the anomalies, they're the outliers. I think it's part of a healthy marketing mix in today's today's marketplace, yeah. And why do you find that advertisers are coming and working with Courageous specifically? Um, I think what CNN offers is is the reach, and you know, there's been a kind of a a much vaunted uh, 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 pivot to video by a number of digital first publishers and, and print publishers. We've been making video for, for like I say, over three, nearly four decades. So I think people come to courageous because we offer really thorough access to about 52 points of kind of video driven distribution so it could be anything from two fully distributed tv networks an airport network an international network um, still got a huge dot com snapchat channel vod ott I love I, you through Snapchat in there, right. by the way. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We were a founding partner on that on that Discover platform, um, but yeah, I mean the, the the list goes on, and you know on the social side, you know we can put video through the official CNN social handles, so that's about another hundred and ten million followers and friends of guess most most followed handle in news. So I think they're coming to us for distribution at scale. It's also a well lit environment, in somewhat kind of you know when when there are concerns over visibility and proximity to peculiar content you know we can we can guarantee guarantee people a a kind of a a safe measured environment Um, and like I say it's a scale you know we are I think I would say the probably the only news organization in the world that could be a one-stop shop for a truly global um, international rollout of a can- of a content campaign, right? So, what would be your pitch uh, if I was an advertiser yeah. and I was considering, 
you know, T-Brand or Wall Street Journal or 23 Stories yeah. or Bloomberg. I mean, it seems that every major media company today, even the smaller media companies, have yeah. incorporated this branded content studio idea yeah. into their mix. Uh, what is your point of differentiation? Obviously, CNN is a major brand. Sure. Well, I think you, you mentioned a lot of print companies with websites, right? Which is which is fine, and, and they offer a lot of great solutions. Uh, you know, we're, we are in the video business, always have been. Now, if you look spe- specifically at what sets apart the different studios um, for the companies, the publishers that you mentioned, I think... Uh, self-sufficiency and a full-time staff sets us apart. You're right. You swing a cat in this town or across America, you're going to hit a publisher who's opening a brand studio. Everybody's got one. I think if you if you push a little harder, though, you'll find that a lot of those are hollow. Um, they're either rebadged marketing departments or they are a few kind of account handlers who will take your order, build if sold, turn around and hire up a, a freelance crew to execute on that. Um, that is not the way that we have built Courageous. We went in and, and very deliberately set up a full-time staff um, of cinematographers, web developers, directors, um, graphic designers, craft editors. They're all full-time and they all work in a dedicated way for brands. So that is something very different to um, a lot of these hollow studios, which I, I think you see popping up. It's interesting. Last week was Ad Week, and yeah. um, there yeah. was uh, a panel that it was titled "Our Advertising Agencies: The Next Movie Studios." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but with that panel, they announced um, Ketchum PR and Weinstein Agency yeah. forming that Ketchum first Films. Deal. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's, so it's, you were yeah. doing this a couple of years ago. You brought the staff in, Emmy Award winners. Yeah. What is the allure for talent to news and publishing from from Hollywood? I mean, making. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, the staff that we've brought on, uh, they are Emmy and Murrow winning journalists and documentarians, some of whom have had kind of what you might call Hollywood experience. Um, a lot of them have um, very thorough journalist journalism with a big J experience. Um, and my sell to them or, you know, the offer that I that I give those people is that um, they need to be ready to like if they bring their skill set to courageous in service of brands, you know, within two or three years, we will make them fluent in um, in marketing and in 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 um, getting ideas commissioned from people with checkbooks, right? And that has, I think, real value uh, for an independent artist or a, or a or a filmmaker or a graphic designer who maybe has projects in mind and, and dreams they want to achieve. They also need a bit of commercial nows. And I think spending a few years in a in a uh, branded content environment or a, a native advertising world can make you fluent in that. And I think that that has value for for some for some of the, the the caliber of people we've been bringing in. No, I could not agree more. I mean, this has been an ongoing conversation. Just where yeah. talent in the market at this point, you know, there it's not just one skill that you have to come to the table with. You've got to understand the entire sales funnel all the way through and. Uh, it yeah. sounds like branded content studios are actually yeah. able to offer that. Although it's nice to have, 
that kind of bedrock of skill or talent, sure. right? Like, you know, a number of the people that I've brought on board have been from from newspapers and and the kind of the old the old print world. Uh, you know, I have uh, one of my directors. She won seventeen Emmys for her work at uh, at the Denver Post. But um, you know, when she was there, she was you know writing. She was finding stories for video. She was uh, organizing the interviews. She was shooting them. She was editing them. She was posting them. And what um, you know, people like that now have at somewhere like Courageous is I'm surrounding them with. Um, a craft editor and a dedicated cinematographer and a and a designer to to do out their their motion graphics and so on and just giving them more resources and a bigger audience you know a much larger everything we do you know we we put something out in the world and it's going to get seen by a million people without us trying so so what is the type of opening price point if i wanted to make a 30 second short or something yeah. or 60 second i mean what, what well we we don't we don't do a lot of 30 second or, or 60 second commercials we're not in the business of making fluffy advertising i mean that can often be a, a byproduct of of a larger production that we might do but again we're always looking for stories that have editorial merit and the you know the the opening price on a story that has editorial merit you know that you, you can't put a price on that you know we'll go from We'll go from uh, small, you know, uh, two to three minute films all the way through to much larger projects, feature length projects and so on. So, uh, you know, we're interested in what makes for a great idea. Um, and then so long as there is a media budget associated with it, that's that's great. That's what the studio is ultimately in service of. And to talk about some of your ideas, um, I know that we had mentioned before that you worked on the Eclipse concept, and some of that technology wasn't even around three months ago, right? Yeah. So what did that look like, and can you talk Can you talk to us about like how you were able to create and implement technology first in three months? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's mind-blowing to me. The Eclipse was, uh, the eclipse was a, a, a monster. It yeah. was... Um, so great idea cooked up by by Gray and Mindshare uh, and brought to us and Volvo of course uh, brought to us about four months before the before the eclipse and they were you know they were they, they have a a very sort of innovative uh, new model car I think the XC60 and they're keen to align it with innovation and and kind of um, you know they they've got some nice 360 cameras in there and um they they had uh, uh an astronaut write their their launch film for the piece so they were thinking very much kind of science and innovation and then of course the eclipse came along and they saw an opportunity to do something um i think 99 years ago when the the eclipse crossed in the in the sort, same sort of way across america you couldn't even photograph the eclipse you had to like paint it um and this time around they wanted to um really bring a a beautiful sort of 360 they they were adamant they wanted to do it in 4k um experience to 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 the you know if you weren't one of the 12 million people in the path of totality they wanted to see the the eclipse so um so yeah so we were faced with a with a big challenge in that um nobody it was it was physically impossible to stream live 4k vr from for example from the inside of a moving car <laughs> so um we went out to LA and we tested every single 
VR camera on the market. Because the other thing that we had to deal with was a high dynamic range. Obviously, you're moving from very, very dark, uh, very, very light to very, very dark very quickly and then back to very, very light. Right. So you need the, you need cameras that are capable of, 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 of capturing that, that shift. Um, as well as cameras that, who, that can somehow be rigged to the inside of a car and then outside a car. And um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic technical challenge. We built custom rigs and, um, you know, found antennas and satellite trucks that could handle the 4K loads. We hired a field of, um, of satellites in New Jersey. Uh, I think we had about 44, 40, 46 feeds coming into that, that control center in New Jersey. Now, just to give you a bit of perspective, on a really busy day, CNN will handle maybe seven or eight feeds um, on a given day. And we, we had 44 coming in for, for that, for that uh, event. And we were, we were following the sun right from, um, from uh, Oregon um, down, to, down to South Carolina. And we were doing, you know, we had, uh, uh, we had rigs inside cars. We even finished with one inside a helicopter, which again hadn't been done. We were streaming 4K VR from, from a helicopter to give that overview of what the, the shadow of the eclipse looked like. I mean, it was, a, it was an amazing one hour and 46 minute party, which was really, really exciting to Next do live you television. Next time on a helicopter, can we come with you? Oh, hell's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, uh, it was Very beautiful. Very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I know we have to take a break, but I'm really excited to hear more about you and personally what drives you. So sure. I guess on that note, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mount Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Talent connects top brands and agencies with exceptional creative, marketing, and digital talent every day. Whether you're looking for the right position or to hire the very best talent, 24-7 boasts more than 500,000 vetted and interviewed freelance and full-time candidates. Experience the difference at 247talent.com. That's 24-S-E-V-E-N-Talent.com. All right, welcome back. Um, so we were in the middle of like kind of starting to dive deep. And personally, I would love to know, what are you working on that's exciting you? Gosh, right now, the, the live advertising is really taking off for us. Um, and I'm very happy with that as like kind of a, a, as a new product. So, I mean, it's, it's exciting to make. It, it really has a big impact. I mean, what we did for Volvo was the, the biggest live VR event in history. We did about 5.6 million streams in, in, I don't know, an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. So I, I really love, I really love the, the live advertising that we're now offering. You're taking that single stream, putting it on every single piece of div- digital inventory, the, the, the app, the, 
the cnn.com facebook live page you know just taking that one idea that one execution and blasting it out it's a it's a really powerful tool and i'm getting a kick out of that but i mean just just pushing it formats generally excites me so you know we just we we just won um uh our first lion for um an event we threw last year at the paley center for media which was a, a conference on human augmentation the first sort of international summit on um on augmented people, people who are changing their bodies with technology. And that's a really satisfying thing to be able to offer, right? As opposed to being kind of a guy with a hammer and everything looks like a nail when a client comes in, you, you can ask, all right, what is it that you're struggling with? What are your objectives? What is it that you want to do? And then you can kind of build the right solution accordingly. Now, that might be short form video series, it might be an eight episode TV series. It might be an event. It might be a Snapchat takeover. It might be, you know, some live advertising on New Year's Eve. It might be all of those things working in concert, but that, but I do, I do enjoy, it's a, it's a hell of a big sandbox, you know, with, at CNN, we've got, like I say, we're, we're even on Alexa now, you know, like everywhere a new sort of um, channel opens up they're there and then we come in afterwards and figure out all right well how do we how do we adapt this for advertising purposes and it's 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 nice and it's what are you doing with alexa that's fascinating um well right now the editorial side of the house is uh is programming in kind of uh news clips and 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 audio stuff but we're working my group right now on the other side of the house we're working with um we're doing a lovely piece right now using uh audio augmented reality as well so always trying to find what's next and and then creating a, a format or an idea that works for a, a client and is additive to our audience that's that's a lovely place to play yeah i love yeah. that you're like finding different ways to utilize technology and these strategies too yeah i mean i don't know i think these 1500 word articles you know these interactives and the the kind of the microsite that you push traffic to it's fine and 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 you know businesses have been built on it but that's got to evolve, you know. Will we look back and laugh at a few years on the, those kinds of products? Maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. There's no time to to rest on laurels. That's for damn sure. Yeah. So tell us. Um, I'm so fascinated after watching some of your clips. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sonoma Valley. There's a vineyard and there's a oh. there's a farm. And the, there's yeah, milk sommeliers sommelier. that are yeah. <laughs> tasting milk yeah. and they're tasting wine. Can yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me a little that, bit more about uh, this. That was a great big story that we did. That's a cute one, actually. Uh, for, yeah, for Clover Milk in Sonoma Valley, um, we found them. I mean, this is a great thing about having journalists on staff is, you know, they're fairly tenacious when it comes to source reporting and, and finding, our, you know, narrative angles that maybe haven't been... Um, been uh that have sort of been overlooked and uh yeah the guys found uh the the world's i think to our knowledge only milk sommelier a uh, guy in holland and we flew him over to meet a farmer in sonoma valley who makes clover milk and uh he tasted the milk and was enamored with it and so on it's just a really nice funny piece but what i love about that one is that... Then um, you chairs with wine. No, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. He does actually make wine as well but then it it, it was charming because uh 
you know, it was a good example of us doing kind of additive work, right? Which either deepens somebody's understanding or provides some utility or, or makes them smile in that case. But what was nice is that it, it kind of passed one of our acid tests at Courageous. It was picked up by Food and Wine, by Grub Street, by Washington Post, um, and by DairyBusiness.com, which was important to our client. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that's always a nice bar to, 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 to overcome, you know, like where you produce branded content that stands on its own two feet and is kind of picked up as, as, as actual news. Um, that's a, that's a, that's a good place to be. And that's a, that's one of the tests that we put, put ourselves again. I mean, that, that summit I talked about with the augmented reality, uh, augmented, uh, humans, I mean, 30 journalists came to that and, and covered it as, as bona fide news. So the, the opportunity to be newsworthy for brands and to make headlines for them, I think is a, is a, is an, also an exciting place to play. Just journalists in general, I feel like, um, Thankfully, there's so many nonprofits that are popping up, um, yeah. just even as a recent, um, to really um, fund the movement of journalism again, and, and specifically brand journalism. Mm. So clearly, um, branded content is giving them that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But um, the companies are, you know, New York Times is one of them, but mm -hmm. um, that actually just release that news but uh sorry that that nonprofits are there's nonprofits popping up everywhere right now to um give journalists uh -huh. um the opportunity to get back into the space you know they were just in the newsroom for so right. long right? right and now this is such a different platform oh so non non nonprofits hiring journalists to create content for them to distribute it's not necessarily nonprofits, right. but there's a nonprofit. Um, there's nonprofit organizations uh -huh. that are popping up yep. to, for New York Times, for right. you know, for the publishers, right? To so for the journalists to get out of the newsroom per se to right. make this transition right. into this new era. Oh, really? To yes. into branded content yes. studios as a yes. nonprofit yes. to help support mm -hmm. correct support I know. journalists who want to leave the newsroom and go into branded New York content. Times. Yes. There's at uh, the new, gosh. Mm. Wow. It's real. It's yeah, I mean, thing. yeah, interesting. But this goes back to exactly like what is the what is the allure for talent, you know? Yeah. And um, every single organ, every industry is looking to become a media company at this point. Yeah. And so this is an entree, it sounds like. Um, yeah, I think um, the idea of every brand becoming a publisher is an interesting one. It's one we've lived with for a few years now. Um, and then I think you've got companies and agencies discovering the pitfalls of doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, th you know, what I see a lot of, uh, are brands and agencies taking a step back from that and working with publishers, right? Because they may not have the distribution and they may not have the actual appetite to set up a, a, a true production entity that can that can service a pipeline that you require you know to, you've got to, you build a pipe you've got to you got to fill it and you've got to fill it frequently and that is a that is a hell of an undertaking so i think these these um content partnerships that you see a lot of are kind of symptomatic of brands and agencies saying yes we we have to create content and we have to we have to initiate and, and maintain conversations with an audience but hey maybe we're not best placed 
to um, to take sole responsibility for that, and we need to work in in, in partnership with. Uh, publishers right and your background you, you came from wpp and i yeah. definitely want to get into that a bit yeah. because i think your trajectory is uh, i think people need to hear kind of sure. your transitions and yeah. exactly how you got to cnn so let's let's kind of start with that the fellowship yeah. program um, yeah, after, WPP, yeah. Which, just looking at where their business is at now yeah um, interesting and why time they haven't gone in that direction but you had the yeah, fourth, you know, the fourth site. Yeah. And to piggyback onto that question, yeah. like, how did you discover the program? How did you know that it was going to be the right path for you, etc.? Oh, gosh, I, I'd love to. So your whole life pretend story. it was that, <laughs> that, that calculated or um, farsighted. Um, I applied for it's called a, a WPP fellowship scheme. They still do it. And it's it's a fantastic um it's a fantastic operation. So they take a few people from universities around the world and uh, there's an MBA version and, a, and an undergraduate version. And uh, I got it out of university and it gives you the chance to work in three different countries over three years doing three different jobs for three different WPP subsidiaries. And it's and it's incredible. You, you, you emerge from it with kind of a real borderless uh, view on... on where you know markets and and marketing and um after coming out of that you you sort of get to pick where it is that you you want to land within the WPP organization and after 3 years i i sort of felt like i could see that the the tv advertising model was 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 breaking um due to the kind of the the fragmented landscape and and the rise of the internet and then the the entertainment model was also creaking as well, and that those two things were going to need each other. So that's when I decided to to go into entertainment, uh, branded entertainment. And I came to New York, and there were a handful. This is ten plus twelve years ago now. There was a handful of companies that were offering it in in New York, and um, Ogilvy um, were just getting started. That I had a guy uh, Doug Scott to 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 start Ogilvy Entertainment. And I jumped on board as as his creative director and and helped build that. You know, we we uh, you know built that out over a number of years, and then um, about two years ago, um, you know, I I had always throughout that time we specialized in in kind of brokering brand funded deals for, with like BBC World News and CNBC and Nat Geo and Discovery and you know everybody apart from. CNN and uh, but I've become firm friends with the folks at CNN and they uh, gave me a ring about a marketing job and I went in to see them and and as we got to talking it felt like actually you know what we really need here is a uh, is a brand studio I said I bet you're losing money to smaller publishers with websites who are who are who are offering this custom service like well yeah sometimes we are and I said okay well let's this is what I think the it could look like, and this is, you know, the the production model I suggest. And if you're ready to invest in it, let, let's go for it. Um, and that was nice because that felt like the right jump at the right time. Because I do think the agency world is is contracting. Um, you know, this the these uh, you know WP share prices down about twenty two percent this year. Publicis eleven percent. Accenture, Capgemini, these people circling these companies. And I think it's a little bit because ideas have become somewhat commoditized. So 
you know, the, the creative agency's hold on the idea uh, has been eroded by everybody from, from, from publishers to brands themselves to consulting agencies, production companies. Everybody's chipping away at that. And I do think it's interesting that we're talking specifically about consultancies looking at those companies because I do see a more of a consultative role for agencies moving forward, right? Because if you, you know, brand studios and publishers are not a, a silver bullet that's going to kill the creative industry or media agency world. It's it's not. I mean, imagine if you're a brand manager inside a, inside a company, you've probably got 101 things to think about other than just your advertising campaigns, right? You've got, you know, SKUs and, and you know, supply chains to consider and all, all other major parts of your job you know advertising should be the most fun part of your job i think but um but th there's a lot on your plate so the idea that they're going to manage uh, a critical mass of publishers you know 10 12 and in in one country alone to get their message out is is i don't think manageable it's kind of nonsensical so i do see kind of a quarterback role for uh for creative agencies moving forward where they're where they're helping manage, consult, um, and sort of um, see through uh, these these content-driven deals. I think the most fascinating part for me is the fact that you went in for a particular meeting about a completely different role, and during the meeting, you were able to kind of carve out an entirely new position. And I think that that's kind of there's something to be said about the fact that this industry is changing, right? Yeah. Like. Things aren't exactly set in stone. That's the purpose of continuously having meetings. Unfortunately, technology is not going to be able to supplement these in-person experiences. And it's all about relationships, right? It's who you know. That's why you had that meeting in general. So Yeah, um, yeah I'd agree. Yeah. So on that note, I think uh, <laughs> I think we get to break for our favorite time, which is snack time. Right. Yes. Good. <laughs> and we get to see some of the goodies that you brought us. Sure. Yeah. Well, I thought you might like something sweet, so I brought you some uh, something sweet from from the UK. Cool. So these are they're called Revels, and we've all got a packet. So this is a British candy. Uh, in a know, New York town, right? And um, what's interesting about these and why I like these, they're kind of fun. You've got a mix of stuff going on in here, right? And there's everything from orange to caramel to raisin to coffee. And uh, they're kind of hard to pick apart. So you can kind of play like a Russian roulette where you grab a handful, pop them in, and you'll, yeah. and you'll see if you get Surprise. a good experience or a bad experience. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Course, Thanks yeah, for bringing this in. Awesome. Um. Caramel. <laughs> oh, orange, my least favorite. Orange. Uh, I like the orange. I got caramel. I got the bullet. Right. <laughs> okay, cool. Not my favorite. I wish that I could have this. Unfortunately, I'm dairy free. Oh, so, bugger. I'm sorry. No it's worries, okay. There's nothing no you can bring that she can eat. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> it's, I'm it's so sorry. Situation. It's okay. We're going to make Eddie go to the gym because he's going to eat this too. I didn't get dietary requirements in the T's and C's. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm going. <laughs> we need to take a break since everybody has some caramel and maybe orange in their mouth. <laughs> Try can hear me chewing. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs>
You can follow us on social media at Content Biz Show. That's Content B-I-Z Show. And episodes are available on our website, contentisyourbusiness.com, and wherever the best podcasts are found. You can also check out all of the other Mouth Media Network shows at mouthmedianetwork.com. so that our audience knows we're back (laughs) and we are kind of recapping from a side conversation regarding future proofing um and lisa i think you should talk to our audience about what you saw with cnn's new website obviously i watch cnn all the time (laughs) but i haven't been on your website in quite some time and going to your site i was not anticipating um the look feel vibe culture that immediately jumped out at me um so it's very impressive what Tell me, because I watch CNN on TV versus going to your site. I had two yeah. very different experiences. Totally. And including so. something as simple as the live TV button. Like, yeah. Yeah. so mm-hmm. smart, and not everybody does it. Super I mean, they, smart. Are, they, are, they have poured, poured a lot of money and resources into the, the digital side of the business. I, mean, I think something crazy, like they hired another 200 reporters just for digital last year alone. Wow. Um, and they are, you know, they're, they're, they're future-proofing the business. And uh, it's Jeff, to be honest. It's Zucker. He is um, hell-bent on making sure that, you know, 20 years from now, however you get your news, it's still going to have, you know, those three letters of CNN on it. And um, they, they, it's, been, it's been really impressive. And, and, and they're doing smart things, like they're, they're, they're channel planning, essentially. And they're, they're looking at the TV and, you know, they, they might be two or three stories that they go deep on and, and you can tune in at any point of the day and, and, and dive in on that. And then they use the website for everything else, you know, so it, it. it's kind of encyclopedic right. in that way. And you can go and, and dig into whatever you want. And then they're programming TV in a little bit more of a focused way. So, yeah, there's a, <laughs> I, I take my hat off to the to the editorial side of the house they're doing a lot of smart things to to make sure that it's always going to be relevant so i have another personal question for you so you're the cco yeah how how do you produce an oscar shortlisted film and (laughs) run the courageous studio simultaneously um yeah that uh the the ego huntress i don't know you want something done ask a ask a busy person i mean uh so true. <laughs> and, the, um, the, and the the two things are are complementary. Look, I I encourage all my guys to have some kind of side venture, some kind That's of good to hear. thing that yeah, I think it's important, especially when you know you you work in a commercial advertising environment. It's important to have a a pressure valve. Look, it's not a bowl of roses every day dealing with with um, with uh, you know, advertising and so on. So it's important that people have an, an outlet and look, the people who I concentrate on hiring, they don't punch out and stop being cinematographers or craft editors. You know, it's not something that you, that you leave behind at five o'clock. It's, it's a way you look at the world. And, um, and I, and I feel the same way, you know, the, the, if it's a good story, it's a good story. It doesn't matter if it's a, a feature documentary for film festivals and theatrical release or a um a piece of targeted um intelligent content for on behalf of a brand aimed at i don't know businesses or whatever it might be is that a potential yeah. uh 
conflict in the sense that, you know, um, maybe there's a, there's a great documentary or maybe there's a great idea uh, someone wants to do for a personal project, but mm. then maybe, you know, oh shit, that could have been great for a client or, you know, how do you separate? Yeah. I, I haven't had that happen. And um, I, that's not something that keeps me awake at night. I think that the, uh, the rapidity and uh, with which we generate ideas, I mean, we're turning out, you know, IP worthy ideas at a rate of, you know, 10, 20 a day. You know, wow. we have, we have, we have endless brainstorms and, and I think I would, I think the risk is far greater or the, I think the upside is much greater in having people who are out in the world and assessing everything that they see, everything that they read through the lens of, is this a good story? Oh, I, yeah. I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I encourage all my, my yeah. teams to, to freelance and, and explore creative projects. Well, I don't ask them to freelance. So, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I think it's important that, yeah, we have people who, are who are constantly, um, soaking up, uh, what, the, what they're, what they're coming across and then turning that into, you know, additive stories that, for or the rest is your of the world. teams, is it bylined or the, or, or is it, or yeah, they, I know what you mean. Is um, it attributed or is it all kind of just produced by the studio? Yeah, no, it's, we, we actually, um, you know, uh, for, uh, disclaimer and disclosure, FTC, we actually exceed the FTC guidelines, but FCC guidelines rather. But, um, in, in every case, we, we, we don't attribute, no, we, uh, we do like a, a content by, you know, um, JC Penny content by Subaru. You know, we we talk about we make it clear to the audience um, that this is the brand who commissioned this work, and they're you know they're, they're the ones who are responsible for it. So we don't, um, and I think that should be the focus as opposed to individual credits for, do you, for do you the find, specific team. Do you find journalists like you mentioned before? You pulled someone that had um, won seven awards, you know, yeah, prior, yeah, yeah. prior to coming over. Um, you think yeah, obviously this is a great opportunity for journalists, as Lisa was saying, to get back into work. Yeah. But you know, for people that are itching to get up, uh, win a Pulitzer, or you yeah. know, uh, maybe this is not as um, academic or it's not as investigative. I mean, do you, do you find it hard to find certain talent that wants that that byline and wants to be on the ground? I think I, the frame of reference is that you're describing is more for print advertising. I would say um, we work in the medium of video where it's less important, uh, you know, and we don't do a lot of sort of pieces to camera. We, tr- we try very deliberately, actually, not to ape the look of CNN. You know, mm-hmm. you won't see an anchor type person behind a desk with an identifying lower third in any of our work because that's the business of the of the editorial side of the mm-hmm. house. We try to do thoughtful documentary, which actually um, uh, prioritizes or spotlights a real person or an institution as opposed to the people who are actually making the content. Um, that said, I do think recognition is important and that's why, you know, we, we do go after, you know, the major advertising awards as well. I, I take, I take the responsibility to build my people's portfolios very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think that is one of the, the benefits of people coming over to courageous is you're going to be able to build your portfolio. Um, you're going to be recognized for the work that you've done. And um, and that you that you're gonna get the chance to work on a, a whole you know variety like I've I have um, verite documentarians right 
who came to me from from some of the other digital advertisers who you likely interview in this show. And they've been shooting Verite style for five, six years. Now they've shot v- live VR. They've filmed at events. They've programmed entire series. So that idea of kind of mixing up the styles and the genres that they're exposed to and giving them distribution, right? Making sure that people see this stuff and that their work is is made famous. That's that. Those are, those are responsibilities we take very seriously, yeah. And that's so, part of the offering. Yeah. So considering yeah. that a majority of your content is live. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, well yeah, the yeah. live advertising, right? Yes, the so live advertising, advertising product, yeah. So how are, obviously there has to be a plan in place because there are typically like lawyers that need to give approval. And how, how does that typically work? I mean, it's, um, yeah, it's these, these some of these projects, the, the, the scope and the ambition of them is gargantuan. And you've got to kind of go through labyrinthine legal approvals to get to where you need to be but that's about finding a legal team that tries to say yes as opposed to no and, and we have we're lucky we have one of those at, at um at cnn we got a, we got a great support there as well um so yeah i mean it's just and how much planning needs to go into it as opposed to like well these things are always hard i, I find the first time round right right you know they always take longer the first go round when you when you're doing something new and you format and you approach a new client first one's always going to be tough right but um i think over communication during those early days it is crucial you'll hear a lot in this industry about one and dones right? People not renewing because they've had a painful experience. It's been too heavy a lift. Or a publisher has turned to them and said, hey, look, we we get our audience. We've, we've got this. Please just step back. Just trust us. Uh. It's, it's, it's a nonsense, right? People invest billions of dollars in creating a, a brand image and they are rightly kind of careful with that right um i'm assuming so, that's been said to you before <laughs> no I, I it's just what i hear because yeah. we we spend a hell of a lot of time putting in place milestones and kind of yeah like i say over communicating to make sure that people are informed every step of the way that they get input on and this is not about just dumping a rough cut on somebody at the end of the the, the process and saying do you like it right. this is the starts in starts in creative development but it's crucial in pre-production that you were uh, that you're that you're over communicating about about locations about casting examples samples um, every single question that you're looking to ask you know all of that information should be communicated uh, and and a brand can be as involved or as uninvolved as they want but it's on us to make sure that the milestones are in place that people that that clients feel reassured that okay they've they've got this and you don't do that by just saying, look, trust us, we know our audience. Mm-hmm. You do that through through active demonstration. Right. What uh, represents yeah. success in, in a campaign? Uh, it depends on the, uh, it's not a cop-out, it depends on the marketer's objectives. Um, for me, uh, it's multifaceted. For me, uh, we should meet their objectives. Um, the uh, second leg of that is that we should um, see high completion rates and high engagement levels. I, it spoke to the audience, they enjoyed it and it, it was additive to their day. And then the third thing for me is that it's, it's good looking work, you know, that, that, that the production standards are there and that we can be proud of the, the, the polish and the finish, you know, we're finickety. We like, 
work that that uh, that that stands up and uh, is good. So yeah, I would say hits their objectives, works for our audience, and is just damn good looking and thoughtful work. <laughs> and what's the balance between obviously you're creating content, but yeah. like news is content in general. So how do you balance it between breaking news, branded content? How, what does that look like? I mean, that's 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 a fascinating question. Um, because, you know, I would say a, a good chunk of our work is kind of two to three minute short film. You know, we're doing the events, we're doing VR, we're doing longer form documentaries. But, you know, the our bread and butter is still the two to three minute um, sort of documentary style films. Now, what I'm pushing towards is you know, there's a tendency often to tell retrospective stories, you know, so by which I mean, client A does really great work in Africa. And um, there's now, uh, it's a CSR effort. And there's now a lady in Uganda who has uh, a lot more time on her hands, thanks to a micro banking solution, right? And they're like, oh, you know, she's um, set up a shop and, and, and is prospering. It's fantastic. Go and tell that story. So you're arriving and you're trying to tell a story in retrospect. One of the things that I'm pushing us to do is to um you know create scenarios like for example pitney bows right everybody knows what pitney bows does yeah they also have a an international e-commerce solution right so if you want to sell products abroad they'll calculate the taxes and make it really easy to to sell um they wanted to to highlight this and they wanted people to understand that they actually make a difference um and they're not just kind of postal meters so for that one we actually went to the UK, went to London, and we found a couple, uh, a guy who was just on the verge of proposing. And we sent him a ring from the US, an engagement ring. His, his girlfriend had no idea. And then we filmed the proposal on a rooftop pub in London. And what's lovely about that is that it was an entirely authentic and, a, and, and true situation. But we had um, together built this scenario which allowed us to follow events unfolding in re real time right so it, it lends an immediacy to the work how it many carrots a... how many carrots <laughs> I, forget, I forget it was, it was a nice one he, he picked well um um both both his his bride-to-be and and the and the ring um but um you do a follow-up story maybe sure. yeah we should uh -huh. we should see how they're getting on um lovely people but um yeah, that that sense of like, that, you know, that that's the kind of thinking that I want. Right. To your mm -hmm. point about being news, being kind of uh, breaking, being additive, you know, those are those are uh, 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 facets that I want to inject into into the work that we do as well. Yeah, yeah. So this is because people can tell. You know, the audience. You're dealing with such a level of visual literacy today that people can decode. Uh, something that's staged or recreated or, really or, or BS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, 100%. you've got to be there to capture the real moments. And, um, that's, and send that's rings weird. across the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, it's a package that you check on. Totally. Let's be honest. Yeah. So this is really fascinating, but I think it's time for us to get into the personal questions and learn a little mm, bit more about gosh. you. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, so one of my favorite questions that I've asked a couple of people and I'd really love to ask you is, like, what books do you read to keep you inspired? Oh, um, 
I read. Gosh, what do I read? I read a lot. I'm reading the new John Le Carre right now. I tend to read, um, you know, if it's books or novels, it tends to be something escapist and kind of um, uh, trashy, to be honest. <laughs> um, Have you read The Content Trap? No, I've not. I've brought this up in prior shows. I, it is such a good book really? about our industry and the evolution. Oh, okay. And it, and it, and it transcends multiple, uh, yeah. um, you know, verticals and different industries about, but it talks about content. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Okay. While we're on books though, before yeah. we get too far into the rabbit hole of personal questions. Yeah. I, um, we talked about editorial quite a bit today. Yeah. So I believe you are launching... Oh, the magazine. Some amazing yes. thing I you can share one. with us. I've got a proof. Uh. So here's a proof of where we're getting page. to. Whoops. Now, this is Courageous Magazine, issue one. Amazing. Do we, get to copy? Do we get to keep the original copy? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll send you a new one. And this is... Um, that will not fit in my mailbox. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, deliberately, it's deliberately kind of big. But in here, you've got... Uh, photo essays from our branded content shoots. It's kind of a mix of of editorial articles from CNN.com and kind of marketing news, product information, field notes. Where will that be distributed? Uh, I'm going to send it initially to... Um, I've sat in that many media buying waiting rooms with nothing to read. Bare coffee tables. I thought we should we should put something out there for people, and that's the idea. It's supposed to be thought leadership. You're supposed to be smarter when you pick when you put this down than you were when you picked it up. Yeah, and that can be about the world in general through the editorial articles, or you know this this brave new world of native advertising that we all that we're all operating in. So yeah, it's going to be fun. Congratulations! I Thanks. love it. it yeah, looks no, great. It's, and oh. it's all designed and and photographed and written by by the full time staff at Courageous. So. These photos are really amazing. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. It's beautiful. This is the VR stuff as well. And where's the augmented reality pages that you mentioned? That's not, that's, we're working on that. That's oh. not going to be released for a couple of months. Is but this, this a monthly or quarterly yeah. publication? It's going to be quarterly. Okay. It's going to be quarterly, but this VR stuff. You know, CNN's the amazing. third biggest distributor of VR in the world. No, I didn't. But After now Facebook I do. and YouTube, spectacular. Yeah, they did it overnight. A I think we're gonna. Ago. We might need a tour of the studio. Yeah, um, you should yeah. no, please. Definitely. Yeah, we genuinely. would love that. I'd, I'd love you to come by, and mm -hmm. we do a lot of tours. And I think it's important to see as well, like that it is real, that it's tangible, and it's not hollow. As I said, you know, like you'll see the work actually getting done. I mean, we shoot an awful lot of stuff there. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's really kind of thrumming at the moment. In fact, it, we're actually. It's getting a bit too small. How big is your staff? We uh, we're about 50 now, full wow, time. And then, um, you know, we'll bring in the odd specialist as and when we need it. Like, we do have animators on staff, for example, but then sometimes you're looking for a particular style. We just had a bunch of psychologists, well, two psychologists move in full time for like a month to create a, a custom kind of um, Briggs-Meyer-esque study for small businesses. You know, things that might be outside the 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 average remit of of the guys will 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 bring in will bring in specialist folks, but um, yeah, it's and it's growing. You know, we we we're constantly having to wait for uh, staffing to catch up with the demand. But it's a, it's a it's classic problem. You know, <clears throat> well, there's um there's something that we're actually working on. It's the next generation um, in media, the next generation oh, yeah. of talent in media. So more to come there. Yes, that's great. It's going to be an ongoing video series because it's 
truly a pivot right now in the marketplace. So yeah. Um, yeah. it's, it's felt, uh, far and beyond. So, um, back to you, um, <laughs> last, a personal question. Yeah. Um, I guess what's your next project on the Hollywood side? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm looking at a bunch of narrative scripts right now. And can um, we join on the red carpet? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I don't know. There's some, there's some doctor. Look, job number one, I, we got to grow courageous. Like it's, it's ticking along at, at it would be remiss if well, if we what, didn't grow that business. Growth last three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's um, and it's going. It's looking the same for this year as well. It's <clears throat> incredible. So um, that's that's job one. But then yeah, look. I mean, I I, I love I love my my my, my films. So um, I'm sure there'll be something something new coming. Yeah, yeah. So you're on a podcast right now. Yeah. Uh, what is the future directory of podcasts? What do you think? Does this fit into your plan? Or Yeah. We just recorded our first set of podcasts for um, American Express. Cool. And um, yeah, a lot of fun. It's a, it's a particular art, undoubtedly. I think the growth is fascinating. I think the new measurement, which is coming in um, with this latest version of uh, the Apple podcast system is going to be fascinating. See how see how the behavior is actually working, how, how people are sticking around and so on um, I mean, see, for the live reads and things. What I, what I try to figure out with all of this yeah. is how do you make money? You know, obviously anyone with a microphone and a laptop could be uh, the next Ryan Seacrest. Anyone with a, a camera and, a, and an iMac could be the next producer. Yeah. But, but again, you know, that, that's a great thing because it allows, you know, people with talent you know, yep. to produce a song or a movie or yep. get their voice out there. The yep. bad news is it, it creates a, a lot of noise in the marketplace yep. and a lot of un, un, talented people producing work. It's, it's, <laughs> sure. So, so, you know. Which they have every right to, you know. I, I don't think we should, uh, anybody should tell people who can and can't. But to your point, like content. CNN has the authority and the distribution. Yeah, so great. I, think so, I think there's a, cura uh, a curation aspect to it, um, that you're always going to need um, arbiters of taste. And I, and I think um, – and those can change over time, right? They can um, – you know, I think CNN's doing a lot, like I say, to future-proof their standing and their authority that you mentioned. But, you know, new curators emerge all the time. And um, – I think that's become every bit as democratized as the actual production side as well. So um, it's, you know, it's constantly, it's, it's, a, it's a moving platform that we're all standing on. And, uh, but I do think, you know, um, curation and credibility is, is established over time and that, that there will still be conduits for, for sharing individuals or, or upstarts or whatever it might be that you're always they're always going to exist um that, that cut through the noise or somebody comes out with just such a startling idea that it that it bubbles up on merit uh it's an interesting one, it's an interesting and i question. have one more question before Please. we wrap this up <clears throat> you had mentioned it does something doesn't keep you up at night what does keep you up at night um that is a good question you know Amazon keeps me up at night. Um, I think. Is it Amazon? Know, Amazon, Google, Facebook. Is that you're buying stuff like uh, toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. That keeps you up at night because I'm, I'm drunk buying uh, <laughs> exactly 12 packs of toilet roll. No, um, 
Yeah. You don't no, have that on auto renew? No. no. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the, the buttons or whatever. You know, we're like over half of American households have got an Amazon Prime account now. I mean, it's. And I said this uh, multiple times. I've never bought anything. Really? He doesn't go shopping online. I, I don't oh, really? bought one thing Crazy. online ever. Which, which was... Now, isn't it interesting? Now, to me, you sound like somebody who says, "Oh, I don't have a Facebook account." You sound anomalous. Like that sounds like a, like a an interesting thing. And I do. I worry about it because I think the only thing that can stop these kind of monolith or these 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 big sort of things is is antitrust government intervention. I mean, they are, you know, just becoming so so dominant. I think it's I think it's different though. I mean, on a personal yeah. note, like I love shopping. Mm-hmm. I love going to the store. It, to me, that's an experience. Yeah. Now, yes, am I living in New York City? Am I yeah. a single male in my thirties? Yeah. Do I live in Midtown around every great you yeah. know headquarters of every yeah. major retailer in the world? Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's different than the average Americans well, that doesn't have that type for of for whom access. the retail sector is cratering. Right. So yeah. um, I would say I'm I'm an anomaly in that. I, yeah. Dwayne Reed is open twenty four hours a day, so I could get toilet paper at uh, yeah. at two a.m. when you're ordering it at two a.m. online. So yeah. so that that's a little bit I think different. Agreed. Granted, I'm paying four times the price for that 99 cent roll because <laughs> I want it at 4 a.m. and you know, yeah. Fifth Avenue. But that's that's a whole nother story. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's his personal question. <laughs> <laughs> I did get very personal. <laughs> did you have a personal question to add to that? Uh, I, th- I think we we, we I, I think we're running out of time. So okay. I think um, all I right. Mean, this is a, a lot of great information that we that we learned today and. I want to take you up on that offer to come over to your office. And, Please do. Yes. Please do. Sounds fascinating. Yeah. Come take it. Come take a tour. Okay. And there's a How lot to show you about data capabilities there as well, which is is good to see. That we've got four permanent launch pad guys there who are, I don't know, distributing. I'd say I probably put ninety percent of my work through them. And the social seeding side of the business that is fascinating to behold as well. So you could meet them at the same time too. So stories usually end with a final thought. And if you take a minute and kind of reflect on this entire conversation, are there any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think as a final thought, we've we've talked a lot about the the glut of content in in the marketplace and all the different bodies and and institutions who are are churning it out. Uh, I would say that it's always important to kind of check yourself and think, is this additive, right? Is the work that I'm doing both useful to a client, but I would dare say perhaps slightly more importantly, is it additive for the audience, right? Is it, is it deepening their understanding? Is it providing some kind of utility? Is it brightening their day? Is it, is it making them laugh? Um, there's got to be some kind of exchange involved if you want your content to to succeed in in this busy, busy marketplace. I think that is great. So what's the best way for people to contact you? LinkedIn, Twitter, Snapchat? (laughs) Uh, No, uh, not Twitter, not um, uh, Email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, write me a note otto.bell at turner.com okay great um so thanks so much for a great interview we really appreciate having you here oh, it's my pleasure <laughs> lovely talking to you thank you, thank you. Thanks, great Otto. questions appreciate it so until next time with me is eddie hertzman lisa berger my name is dahlia strand we look forward to hearing your story next time
You've been listening to Content Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for this show or to become a sponsor, email us at contentshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Content Biz Show. That's Content B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, contentisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network and brought to you by 24-7 Talent. Connect with the best talent at 247talent.com. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.